I know we normally rewind 25 years into the past on this podcast, but to get ourselves situated correctly, we're going to rewind 30 years to start today. In 1992, many a talented young actor tried out for the role of Charlie Sims in Scent of a Woman. You remember that film? The one where Al Pacino plays a blind ex-Marine who is overly emotional. Hoo-ah! The one where Pacino won his makeup Oscar over Denzel and Malcolm X. You know what? I'm going to rein it back in. Sorry. The point is, is that the role of Charlie was highly sought after with actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck trying out for it. But instead, it was won by Chris O'Donnell. You know, the guy who would end up playing Robin? Yeah, he got the part. Now we're going to jump forward two years to 1994. Totally different movie, Speed. Remember that one? Pop quiz, hot shot. The bus I couldn't go below 50. Glorious flick. Well, what you might not know is that Sandra Bullock was not the original choice for the role of Annie. It was originally offered to Halle Berry, who turned it down. So... Why do I say all of this? What is the point of letting you know about who didn't get cast in Son of a Woman and Speed? Well, maybe there's a sliding doors incident where Leo is acting across from Pacino, Halle Berry is driving Keanu around, and Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell aren't big stars who go on to make a piss-poor film called In Love and War. Hello there, my name is Adam St. John. I'm an actor, teacher, podcaster, and a millennial. And this is Rewind 2552. That's right. We're going back a quarter of a century to the week to discuss the newest and highest grossing entry into the U.S. box office. 25 years ago, 52 weeks in a year, we're going to cover all of 1997. My guest this week is an avid supporter of podcasts, I would say. First time guest on one, I believe. My guest is Jorge Campos. Jorge, how are you doing? Hi, I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad that you're here. Um, now I will I will uh, we should just you know put it right on the table. You're you're a neighbor of mine. Yep, we're good friends. This this felt like I was giving you homework in a way. <laughs> you know what? It, it felt a little bit like homework. <laughs> taking notes, watch, watching a, a film is it was not the bad part. Like taking notes, I'm really bad with notes. And I I it. Taking notes, even if it's on a movie that I like, is not the way I want to enjoy a movie. But taking notes on a not great movie, <laughs> that, that doesn't help anything. I yeah, that didn't help. So I, 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 I thank you for taking the time <laughs> to, to talk about this movie. Um, I'll get in. I, I almost had a snafu with this movie, and I'll, I'll explain that as we get a little later. Um, but the week that we are talking about in question is the week of January 24th through the 30th, the last week of January. So I'm not expecting you to know literally where you were on this week in 1997, but it's 1997. It's about the end of January. How old are you? Where are you living? What's your clearest memory of this time? You know, I was I was about 10 years old. Okay. Uh, I was living in Mexico City. So life is different than the States. Sure. Not so different because it's the city. We had running water. <laughs> Most important thing. That, I would imagine. Um, I think my most vivid memory is uh, that year, 1996, we got our PlayStation. Oh, yep. So it was not Christmas. It was in the middle of the year. We played uh, Gran Turismo. That was, oh, yeah. that was oh, my jam. Wow. I, haven't, I haven't thought about Gran Turismo in a long time. Yep. I think my favorite game was, was it Driver? Driver. Remember Driver? Yep. Man. That I was a good game. That, that yeah. game was tough. Like, I remember Driver 2 was great because you didn't have to... Um, uh, beat that initial course. Oh, on the parking garage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Driver two, you just got to go out yep. and do it. That was great. Oh, cool. Yeah, I yeah, we got a PlayStation, but not for a while. I, we weren't we weren't one of the lucky few to get a PlayStation like right when they came out. We were still rocking the N sixty four. That was about the newest, coolest thing that yeah. I, that I, we I did. Had. I never had an N sixty four. I jumped from a, a Famicom to a PlayStation, so that was a big jump. There you go. Yep. There it is. Uh, well, cool. Well, thank you. Um, we we'll take a few minutes to talk about uh, the the culture at large, what was going on. Um, most of my things this week are actually they pretty much are all sports related. I picked one that was intentionally kind of funny to me because I, so apparently on January twenty sixth, a guy named John Gant won the Brunswick World Bowling Tournament of Champions, which I don't follow, but this guy won it. So Tournament of Champions, that's yeah, a big title. It, it, it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, uh, also on January 26th, uh, I do know this name, Mario, Mario Lemieux tied the NHL record with four goals in the third period as the Pitts, as Pittsburgh won five to two at Montreal. It was also his 39th hat trick and his 13th fourth goal game tying an NHL record shared by Wayne Gretzky and Mike Bossy. So that was something that happened, okay. but something I actually remember watching was the Super Bowl that year, January 26th, the, um, the uh, Green Bay Packers beat New England Patriots 35 to 21. Here's why I can actually remember this is because the MVP that year was Desmond Howard. Usually your MVP is going to be like your quarterback or receiver who had a really good game. This guy was special teams, um, which like never happens. But he were, he had a 99 yard kickoff return for a touchdown, which is big that regardless is, of the game. Yeah. But uh, in the Super Bowl, it was huge. And basically that was the touchdown that made the like the Patriots trying to come back impossible. Um and I remember watching that game when I was young being like that was fucking awesome. So anyways, the uh the Packers won the Super Bowl that year. Go Packers. Go Packers. I know you're big you're a big sports guy over big there. Sports. Go sports. <laughs> Go sports. Um the Billboard Hot 100, the number one song in the country is still Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. So every episode we've done so far for 4 weeks her song has been the number one. So like we've done in the past, we are not gonna talk about that song. Instead, we're gonna hear a snippet of what the number four song in the country was that week. Yes, that was Nobody by Keith Sweat. Are you you a big Keith Sweat fan? I have never heard this song in my life. <laughs> you know, I I know I've heard of Keith Sweat before, but I don't think it was this for this song. And I was trying to, I did, you know, Googling and stuff, and I tried to look him up. I don't think I really know a Keith Sweat song very well. Um, so... So I we've we've had some pretty good songs we've 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 discussed so far. Uh, Unbreak my heart, I know. Um, as as horrible as this person is, I believe I can fly was talked oh, about. R. Kelly yeah. was a song, um, but so I only have a little bit on this one. This song peaked at number three on the Hot 100, and it was number one on the R&B charts for three weeks. But I I don't have much to say about Keith Sweat, not in my wheelhouse. So we're just gonna. We're going to move on. Move by. along. So uh, we're now going to, we're going to recap what the top 10 films 
in the country were this week. I'm going to read through them, and then uh, I'll give you a chance. If you've ever seen any of these or have any brief thoughts on the 10, I'm going to read. Okay. So, uh, number 10, and staying exactly where it was the week before, is a film called Mother. Number 9, and staying exactly where it was the week before, is a movie called Michael. Number 8, and new to the top 10 this week, uh, is a new film called Fierce Creatures. Number 7, down three spots, and our second episode of the, of the series, The Relic. Number 6, and staying where it was last week, was Scream. Uh, at number 5, and down four spots, last week's episode, Beverly Hills Ninja. Uh, number four, and the movie that we're talking about today, In Love and War. Number three, and up two spots, our very first episode, Jerry Maguire. Number two, and staying where it was last week, the Eddie Murphy comedy Metro. And number one, and up two spots that week, was the musical Evita. So, any any familiarity with any of those movies? Anything that jumps out at you? Is it Mother, the... Um... Scary movie. No, no, okay. no. So that's that's a more recent film. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's like 2017, maybe. Um, mm. The one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No different. So and I, and honestly, I I I didn't look it up for a while because it was on the, it was on the top top ten last week. So I looked it up today. It's a Albert Brooks Debbie Reynolds comedy, which is a, but it's a movie I've never heard of. Um, I think he's got some some like mom issues or whatever, but um. It's an Albert Brooks comedy, so I'm sure he's playing like a slightly uh, paranoid kind of weird character. Um, but no, not not that mother. Okay, then I have nothing to say about that one. Okay, Beverly, Beverly Hills Ninja though. Mm -hmm. uh, it has this guy. I don't can recall his name. Oh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yeah. yeah, I I remember watching that movie. It was long, long time ago. I haven't seen it since, so nothing pops to to mind other than him being. Killing the movie. Well, and, and you know, this is like insider baseball, but we're still, I'm still recording a, a batch of these before we release them because I'm trying to get ahead of the game. And so we've, I've already recorded the episode on Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, it definitely, there's, there's kind of a nostalgia for it because I was like, I was also 10 ish yeah. at the time. And, and, and I probably didn't see it in theater, but I know I, I guarantee I rented it and, and watched it when I could and probably thought it was fucking hilarious at the time. But rewatching it now, I'm like, man, this thing is just not really. It is just not funny. I I, I have a memory that it's it's a funny movie. But like I said, I <laughs> yeah, because, probably watch it back Chris then. Chris Farley's in it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what um, Scream. Any, any Scream thoughts? I I'm not really into the Scream movies. Ah. I've seen it, but nothing really stuck. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, and then let's see. Um, did any Jerry Maguire love? No. You ever seen that one or just I haven't like seen it? that one. Oh, I haven't seen okay. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Um well we're not here to talk about any of those. Right. We are here to talk about a better a, movie. A movie <laughs> that honestly I had never even heard of. So um so the movie's called In Love and War. Now I'll say when I was prepping the whole series, right? Because it's because I just went to Box Office Mojo and I looked at the, you know, and so like if anybody wanted to know what was gonna come up on this podcast over the year, you just have to go to Box Office Mojo and go okay. week by week and do that. But um I don't suggest doing that. I like, you know, be surprised and, you know, all that good stuff. But they were, Box Office Mojo was bolding the new movies that week. But it wasn't doing that for all of them for some reason. So I was prepping for Fierce Creatures, which was which was the number eight movie this week. But then I, I went through and looked at them again because I didn't want to miss the wrong one. Yeah. And saw that, no, In Love and War was apparently a new release this week. So 
I had to switch gears, um, and that's why, like, I had guessed, I had a guest lineup for First Creatures, and that didn't work. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't want to get you involved until later in the run, but, like, well, fuck it. He's going to, I'm going to have to give him a movie that I've never seen. <laughs> okay, I'm that so works. so sorry about that. That works. Um, so, so here we go. Um, this movie was directed by Richard Attenborough. Like, legit director. I mean, he, he won an Oscar for Gandhi. Um, he directed Shadowlands and Cry Freedom and Chaplin, um, all um, uh, uh, all biopic movies, all ha- like with a real kind of prestige feel to them. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but I have seen Chaplin and I have seen Gandhi. Um, but he's also he's the guy who runs the park in Jurassic Park. Um, he's the guy who's in The Great Escape. Like he is a he's a well known actor and director. So how he got wrapped up in this, I don't know. Um, uh, there are people who wrote the movie, but are, I'm not really interested in them. This is based on a novel called Hemingway in Love and War. So there obviously is some real life-esque... You know, it, it, the movie blatantly says at the beginning, this is based on, based a, true on story. a true story. Um, so that leads us to our cast. And really, I'm I'm only going to read four of the names here because I really feel like it, it's it's... This is Sandra Bullock's movie. She plays Agnes von Kurowski. And then it's about the three men who like love her. So we have Chris O'Donnell who plays Ernest Hemingway, Mackenzie Aston who plays Henry Villard, and Emilio Benucci who plays Dr. Dom, uh, ooh, Domenico Car- Caracciolo. I don't that know. That sounds pretty good. Go, I, yeah, I'll, I'll pretty take accurate. it. I'll take it. Now, obviously, there are more people in the movie, but I, I really feel like every big plot point revolves around those four. Um, and we'll talk more about them as we go through. Um, believe it or not, there wasn't a whole lot of accolades to talk about. Apparently, it was up for the Golden Bear at the Berlin International Film Festival, which actually is a good award. Uh, it lost to a much better movie called The People vs. Larry Flint. Have you seen The People vs. Larry Flint? No. Do you know of it? I know vaguely of it. So Woody Harrelson plays... Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, oh Larry Flint. My God, it's fucking in the title of the movie. He plays. A, <laughs> that's the guy who um, um, uh, founded Hustler. And it's all about this like freedom of speech and the the, the okay. early days of basically like magazine porn. Um, but he gives a really good performance. He's really good in the movie. Um, something that was not on the uh, the breakdown, and this is a great guessing game. Uh, this is still where Siskel and Ebert are still giving their two thumbs up. They're still the voices in, in movie criticism. So question for you. Did In Love and War get two thumbs up? No. Do you think it got one thumb up? Maybe one thumb up. Yeah. So is that, are you going with one or none? I'm going with one. One. No thumbs up. Man. <laughs> no, no thumbs up. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and I, it's great because um, you can find the old episodes of this. And so I, I watched, uh, and they were, I, they just thought it was very, I, I had a lot of, I share a lot of the thoughts they did. It was very, it was very saccharine. It was very, it tried to be very sweet and very romantic. And it tried to be all of these things, but I think it tried, like tried too hard and it failed. Um, I know you're familiar with our below freezing show that I do with Melissa. Yep. This would be, this would work for the show. 11% critical. Wow. That's, that's pretty low. Yeah. I was, I'll put it at 15. 15? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, well, and the audience wasn't much for. I mean, it was it, it. The audience score is fifty, but that is still that's still an F, right? It's, that's it's still an F. Yeah. you're not you're not passing there. Um, I and like there was like no trivia. I mean, there was stuff about like, oh yeah, this is based on on a real thing between Hemingway and this woman. Uh, yes, it's true that they they never spoke again after that that last scene. Um, the thing that I thought was great, and and um, this is going to kind of lead into one of the things I want to talk about is 
apparently Sandra Bullock was paid $11 million to be in this movie. That's good money. That, <laughs> that well, and like, I, I feel like when I hear that number and, and, and I, I'm sure inflation, I'm sure that things have changed over the last 20 years or so, but like, I hear that number and I think that sounds like, that sounds like a Marvel number, doesn't it? Like, doesn't that sound like the, something it, you would make? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, she's a movie star. Uh, yeah, she's a great I, actress. No, oh, she and she is, and that was so. Um, I this isn't necessarily about the movie, but I think I think maybe a good place to start with talking about this movie is talking about our two leads and talking about Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell and like. And the reason I wanted to mention those two movies at the beginning with Speed and Son of a Woman is that those really were breakout roles for these two, and then. Um, Sandra Bullock, I think more than Chris O'Donnell really gets propelled into it. And I, I have a few of the movies that she did um, right before she did this. So she was in, um, after Speed, she was in another, she was in While You Were Sleeping, which was a big romantic comedy at the time with Bill uh, Bill Pullman. Um, she was in The Net and A Time to Kill. So she was in these um, these thrillers back when like people were still going to see movies like that in the theaters. In the theater. Um, and then in that in, in also in this year, an episode that will happen later, she's in the sequel to Speed. She's in Speed 2 Cruise Control. Um, and then Chris O'Donnell, um, after Son of a Woman, he's also the same year he's in School Ties. Um, he's in the Disney live action remake of Three Musketeers that happens. But then he gets Robin. He's in Batman Forever in 95. And then the same year as this, again, he's also in another bad sequel. He's in Batman and Robin, which will also be an episode that we do later in the year. But like, this movie really does catch these two at probably the like the height of their their popularity. And and maybe that's not true, maybe and we can talk a little bit about that later, but like it catches these two on an upward trajectory. Yeah. So I, I guess my next thing, part part of what I want to ask it is Chris O'Donnell as charming or as cute as they say he is in the film? I think he's handsome. He's sure. Gorgeous. Uh, okay. Okay. But so as, he, uh, acting as on the on the movie, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he even has a chance with her. I. Uh, it's, I'm so. I'm so glad you you said that, and I I totally agree with you. Um, because I I found I mean yes he is he does have those very he's got he's got that that boyish good look and I and I looked and he actually is um. They mention it in the movie, but he actually is like six years younger than Sandra Bullock. So at first I thought, I'm watching this, I'm going, he seems way too young for her. And then yeah. when they actually call it out, like I'm too, they keep calling him kid. kid. I was like, okay, well, at least this makes sense. She she actually is older than him in real life and the character was too. So I, I get all that. Um, But I, I, I'm, we're going to come back to the. That there's no way he's okay. getting her because yeah. there's there's a there's a moment I really want to talk about. Um, so I uh, this movie does something within the first three minutes that really bugged me. So I don't care if a movie has a title card at the beginning explaining yeah. kind of where we are and what's going on. Uh, uh, many a good movie do that. I mean, uh, iconic movies. Star Wars does it right. We get the big scroll so we it, so that you yeah. know where you're at and what's <laughs> going on. So I have no problem with that. But then to immediately go into voiceover was like, no, I'm sorry. You don't, you don't get both. You cannot be a movie and have a title cards 
and voiceover. And now, and I realized that like the voiceover was only really at the beginning and didn't come back until the end. But then yeah. also, so did ending title cards. And I was, I don't know, the the film nerd in me was really bugged by that. Did that? Did you catch that? Did you did you, did you care? I, I I did not care. Like, <laughs> let me read, and then you can do the voiceover. I, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, no, I have no. No okay, problem with good, that. Good. That's that. That's just me. Um, so, so you've now, so you've now seen in Love and War. We have not talked about the movie at all. Nope. We we've we've not texted about it. We we've maybe alluded to thoughts. So you've watched it. You've walked away from it. What's what is good, bad, indifferent? What's the the first thing that you come away with having seen the movie? I I don't know what love is anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my thought. Uh, I think yeah, the movie tried too hard. It's uh, three people pursuing a woman, three three boys, two boys and a man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what love is. That uh, first of all, God, that was great, great phrase. I I love that so much. Um, yeah, I you know I, I we're getting to the end. I, so I'm watching the movie and and. The movie is like almost over. Like I think, I think she's in. It's when she's having drinks with the one dude who's who like didn't who had like the least of a chance, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, that was uh, Harry. Yes, yeah, and they're having drinks, and I can tell the movie's almost done. And I, I wrote down, I, I took my note, and I was like, so what is this movie about? And like, and I, I say that to kind of be funny and dickish, but like, but really, in the end, I, I didn't understand why I was watching this movie. It, and I, and I, cause at one point I also like, this can't just be like, Oh, the horrors of war, because I, that really wasn't what seemed to be the focus of the movie. Right. I, I, I think there might've even been an interesting story in there about like Sandra Bullock's character being an American Red Cross nurse in Italy and what she had to see and how she had to overcome, like, you know, and that she really wanted to be like a surgical nurse. Yeah. And there's all that stuff in there. But it's also not what the movie is about. No, and I think at, at that point, uh, when she goes to the cabin. Yeah, yes. Yep. At that point, I think I realized, for me personally, I think the movie is about Agnes and how she messed up. I, oh, man. It, it's all her uh, indecisions that sure. led her to not talk to him anymore after that. Yeah. Last time that they saw each other. Well, but it's it's funny though cuz I the the movie does this thing, right, where they've they that where Agnes and um and Hemingway have had their night and he got to get on the train because he's basically going back to the states and she has to stay. And he's on the train and he's yelling, "Tell me you love me. Say that you love me." And she she says it, but it's but there's, mostly to her. And 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 there's also the the horn of the train? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whistle? Yeah. yeah. So so he can't hear it. And it's one of those things where it doesn't seem to have affected him that he couldn't hear it because he's still writing her all these letters yeah. back home. But she did say it. And I don't think that she... It, it didn't feel fake. I think it was more of like a, a realization. That, oh, maybe I actually do. But then she ends up briefly with the Italian guy, which I, have not, I don't have much to say about him, but we'll come back to him because... Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around something. Um, 
but that doesn't work out. So then she comes back and tries to talk to Hemingway. And now, now I will, I am not, I, I am a, a learned man when it comes to like theater stuff, but I've not read a stitch of Hemingway. I don't, I know he was, he became more of a, uh, an alcoholic yeah. later in life. And that was a lot of what he wrote came from that sort of Uber man mentality. Um, so in, in, in a way seeing like a young Hemingway pre jaded is, is interesting for like a little bit, but it's funny. Cause I, I also think the movie is meant to make us believe that, Oh, watch it's, it's actually, it's really is both of their faults because she actually came back to him yeah and she tried to, you know, say, sorry. And I, I want this. And then, um, I, well, we're, well, I guess we're already here, so we, we, we should just address this now. They never see each other again. This is how the movie ends. I mean, I, if, if I was in his situation, give me my gin. I don't need Agnes. Just give me my gin. I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I'm almost, I'm almost impressed with that decision to just like, be like, they went through all this shit and then they never saw each other again. And it makes you wonder like, well, what the fuck was the purpose of watching this two hour movie? Like what? And again, going back to like, what is this movie about? Yeah. I get that not everybody who meets and has a relationship falls in love. I understand that that's not how life works, but like this movie is building up to that. And then it's like, they punch you in the nose at the end. <laughs> well, they're building up to let you down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was really kind of confused and bummed, and I didn't understand why they they, they chose. To, I mean, I, and I get that that is based on a real thing. Yeah. So I understand the 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 truth to it, but from a a filmmaking standpoint, it's just like, man, why why do we go on the journey? Why are we here, Jorge? Why yeah. are we here? I, I honestly don't know. I, I mean, gin. I, I asked you to watch gin, gin and, and, and yes. fishing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And fishing. <laughs> um, okay, so I I have one more. I have a question I want to ask you, uh, and then I want to I want to cut back to you and and, and okay. hear like another 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 note that you might have. But um, so there's there's this gets mentioned at one point. So I guess I just want to ask you. This is very on the spot. Um, what would you rather lose? Your left eye or your left ball? That's a great question. I, I thought you might enjoy that yeah. one. Uh, if, 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 I'll enjoy it more if it was asked by Roberto. <laughs> uh, my left eye. You, you, Take you, my left eye. You, you, you can rock the patch? Yeah. 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 See, I think, I, I think I'm okay with losing the ball, to be honest. I, I like, I, you know, I've, I've talked to, um, like, I've asked Stella before, like, would you rather, we've had, like, would you rather be blind or would you rather be deaf? And she goes, I think I'd rather be deaf. And I said, I think I would too, because I, well, I, I mean, I took sign language in high school, but like, also I just like, there's, I want to be able to like to see, to see. stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, so, so in terms of like losing half of my, like my sight or half of my, my Menhood. My, sure. I'm like, you know what? I, at this point, like, ask me this question 10 years ago. I'd probably have a different answer. But I feel like I'm not having any more kids. Like, take take the ball. Yeah, I don't but care. Think about it. You, you're going to be the dad showing to school to pick up your kids, your daughters, with an iPad. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you've got. You're going to be a badass. Yes. I mean, the, the many. That's how great, like, like, a good rumor starts. Like, you know, you're dropping off LJ to school. 
and you, you're rocking the patch and like LJ what happened to your dad's eye and then that's like all, all you tell him is like he doesn't want to talk about it and that's like and that's, that's like it. all you say that's it. yeah you don't you don't know if it was a fight a knife fight <laughs> I poke myself with a skewer you, you never know I know <laughs> you'll never know um but I when when uh when somebody said that I'd rather I'd rather lose my left eye than my left ball I was like oh wow that's well, a great question that was Ernie Oh yeah, when yeah. he was in the trench and he's talking to the Italian guys and and yes, that's they they right. ask him why he's not fighting and he said, my, "I lost my left eye because of boxing, too yeah. much boxing." Yeah, yep, um, yeah. So I figured I, I had to ask that question at some point because that 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 was great. Okay, yeah. throwing it back to you. What's another good, bad, or whatever? Another thing you want to mention? You know, one one thing that it just I didn't got the chance to chime in right away. You mentioned Star Wars. Yeah. Right, you yeah. have you have the 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 beginning of the movie. I clocked it at five minutes when the nurses get to Italy mm-hmm. and they're getting together to hear the I don't know who's this guy's speech. Yes, yeah. um, Agnes gets to the crowd mm-hmm. and there's an old man with the little boy on his shoulders. Yep, and the little boy touches Agnes's hat. Yep, and asks her if she's an angel. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned mentioned Star Wars. There's John Anakin asking Batman yes if she's an angel I'm like is this Star Wars I I definitely didn't jump there that's good I had that in my mind for the first 25 minutes of the movie see it's so funny because I I heard that line I was like oh he thinks you're an, he thinks you're an angel from heaven from and heaven my immediate response was shut the fuck <laughs> up I hate stuff like this because it because it's it's to me it's it's not great screenwriting because we it's like all all that line is doing is being like, oh, we get it. She's the beautiful she's one. The beautiful. We're gonna put her up on this pedestal. Oh, and she's a nurse and she's helping. Look, she is the best woman to ever live. And then, um, the second that the the doctor gives her like the eyes and and like chooses not to amputate the leg, the leg. It's like ah, oh, okay, this is a love triangle, and actually, it's it's a love, it's a love rectangle, it's a rectangle. Um, but like, I was, I was just so everything you could see everything from a, a well for me besides the very end, with them never getting together, everything was so like yes, yep, yeah, here we yeah. go, you're, it was like ticking boxes, yep. You know, um, when they're the scene where they are, t- they're on their picnic, and it's yes. Henry, uh, Ernie, and Agnes. And they're fighting over her. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ernie talks about the, the, the men, the, uh, they're fighting. They're walking away. Mm-hmm. And Ernie says, the best man has been granted the, la- the lady's favor after all. And then that was Henry. Ernie says, you're right, Harry. And it was granted to me the other night in her bed. Mm-hmm. I paused that movie at that moment. I told my wife, she, she happened to be right there. I told her she's going to turn around, walk very calmly to him, and slap the shit out of him. I press play. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I deserve an Oscar. The, I, and it's like, well, and, and, and there, there are so many things. A, that's great. And, and, but it is the kind of obvious thing that we're building yeah. to. But then, but then the other thought that I had was, well, she knows it's not true. Like, but it's her honor. No, no, no. In I, front no, of Henry. No, absolutely. It absolutely is her honor, but it's I guess I'm wondering like why she doesn't I like if if I don't know. 
it's weird to like, now I'm trying to put myself in her shoes, but it's like, if somebody said that to me, my initial response would be to laugh. Yeah. Be like, be like, really? really? That, <laughs> Is that good the for you? best you can come that up with? That was amazing when that never happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, though no, you're right. And, and the, the moments and like, when when she, oh god what before that when she's like you'd have to something about swim across the lake and he's like oh let me he throw just, my crutches and jump in it was like oh god it just and like and this is the movie when it's trying to be a, a romantic a movie. romantic movie yeah it, it, yeah it just it's it just it really couldn't decide what it wanted to be <laughs> i looked something up um apparently wound irrigation is the steady flow of a solution across an open wound surface to achieve wound hydration, to remove deeper debris, and to assist with the visual examination. Had you ever heard the phrase irrigate the wound before? Because I had not. I have never heard irrigation and wound in the same yeah. phrase. Yeah, to me, yeah. those are separate things. Yeah. Those, those are you go irrigate your fields. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a wound is something you suffer. You, or you dress. Yeah, you dress a wound. dress a wound. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I just like, huh, that's, that's, that's something. Um, can I, can I tell you what my, my least favorite line of the movie was? Because I, because at this point I was like, this movie is all surface level metaphor. And there's, there's the buddy who we meet at the canteen earlier. I forget what his yeah, name is. Uh, Bernard. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember his name. Did I? I I know I didn't read all the names. I might have it though. Uh, oh, was it? Um, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy McBride. There it is. Awesome. Yep. Um. So so Jimmy has like a phosphorus bomb or yeah. something went off near him, and he's he's not doing good. And um, I'm sorry to laugh. I, I think I know where you're going. Guy's with a, this yeah. guy is in pain, but like, so they're playing cards, and and Ernie's trying to like you know. Hey, he's doing this. Help him out. And he, he chokes out, I always play the cards I'm dealt. And I was like, at that, I, I stopped the movie so I could take a big, deep, like, inhale and exhale <laughs> and then force it back on because I was like, I, 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 I have not seen an example of this recently where the film is just telling you what a character is thinking. I always play, and do, like, do they have to be playing cards? <laughs> like it just makes it so much worse. Well, you know, but in, uh, like earlier on the movie, they're at the cantina, and he tells them because Ernie shows there and he's like, "I'm I'm ready to go in. Like I want to see some action." Yes. And they tell him no. Mm-hmm. Start busting tables. Yeah. Serve some coffee. Get some coffee. Yeah. Um, Jimmy tells him, "You know what? I'm fine with this because I always play with the the, the cards that I'm dealt." Yeah. And they get to, he's on the hospital now. And he tells him, I always play with the cards that I'm dealt. And I don't think I can do that. I can do this. Yeah. It's, yeah. No. Th- there, thank you, but no thank you. It, it's one of those things where it, there are callbacks that work in movies where, you know, maybe something gets said in passing and then it becomes plot pivotal later. Oh, we forgot to like, or, you know, like you hear a character kind of casually say something. And then when it comes back later, it's like, oh, it's this oh, momentous yeah. thing. And I, I know that's what they were going for with this. And like so much of this movie, like I, I don't like to use the word Oscar bait, but I feel like this movie, you've got Richard Attenborough, who's already proven himself as an Oscar winning director behind the lens, right? You've got these two actors who are, like we talked about, they're very much yeah, they're, on they're the They're going rise. uphill right now. It's a, it's a true story. It's a period piece. 
this on paper should have should have won all the Oscars, right? Yeah. And like it just it it's like it's 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 a movie where the sum is not or the whole is not greater than the sum of its parts. It just you can you could have thrown another three major stars, and I feel like this movie would still be as mediocre. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, we there's one scene we haven't talked about yet. Okay, it is it is it's the closet scene. Oh my god, I we're have, going there. I have well, we have to. We have because this was. This there's there's a category later of what's never left 1997. This is not left 1997. This like f- you know five no's and a yes is still a yes kind of mentality. Just just and I this is not a podcast where we go through and explain the plot piece by piece. We don't have the time. I'm not doing that. That's okay. not what's important to me. So if nobody has seen this movie, that's on them. But I want to at least explain this scene. Ernest Hemingway has been trying for what weeks now. Yep. We'll just let's just say to uh, make Agnes his betrothed, right? His his lover, to no avail. There's flirting going on, but she has stuck to her guard and she has not let let him in. Not in that way. So she's in this like supply closet trying to count sheets, sheets. yep, or something, and he comes in and he starts casually touching her dress. And asking if it's silk or if it's nylon. Cotton. And she's like, no, if it's cotton. She's like, please don't. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. And then you can tell he starts touching her stockings. He asks, are the are these silk? And she's like, yes. And the whole time, my shoulders are like up by my ears. And I was like, oh, no, this is just cringy, creepy all over the place. So I watched the movie twice. Good kudos to you. Uh, the first one because I've never seen the movie, so I watched it. No, note taken. Second time around, I took some notes. Yeah. During that scene, the second time, I, I fast forward. I I couldn't watch it. It's it's hard to watch. It is very hard to watch. Exactly. Five five no's and a yes means yes. It, it, oh man, it, I I felt. I mean, it was like it, like this is what like people should be watching. Like this is. If you ever want to know what it looks like to be coerced by somebody, it's watch like the, in this scene. scene. Yeah. I mean, he, and like I again, I'm, I sh- it's that's a that's a that's a serious issue. But like the way that this scene, like this is romance in the in the terms of the movie back in 1918. Yeah, it, I was just like, man, I, oof, oof. It, yeah. it was that it was, was hard, cringy, cringy. Yeah, that, that's the word. That was. Not not an appealing part of the movie, and but somehow it's like it, she ends like I guess like one of the like the big last questions I have is what did he do to successfully woo her? Like I and I I I I'm, I track back through the movie. I don't know what he did. I I mean he was the least injured, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> There must have been some points right there. I'm I'm sorry. This is uh, we shouldn't be laughing at That's, this. But this movie is I cannot take it serious. I, yeah. It it is. It says it is uh, a true story. Mm-hmm. But is it it feels very Hollywood. Oh, true big story. Time. Yes. I, I I I don't believe that all this happened. I and it's 
it, you know, and I think there was a there was a moment too where before we the, before they've even met, right, where he's jumped into the trench, mm-hmm. and then the 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 bomb goes off, and he's trying to carry the guy across, and so I I'm sure some version of that happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm what I'm saying is that I I don't think that any of this happened, and and it didn't happen this way. No, but that's what right. I mean though. Like I'm sure I'm sure that that story is is fabricated to an extent, but. When when Harry calls him out later, it's like first time it was twenty five yards, then it was fifty. 50. Now it's the whole battlefield, and it's like that's that's a perfect way to sum up this movie. It's yeah. like, well, here's here are all these things that may have happened. Let's say they did and make it bigger, bigger. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's my five year old telling me a story. Two days and, later, it's just bigger. And like, and there are times when when that same format really works for me there's um i i hope you've seen this and if not i you you've got to but have you ever seen remember the titans no it's okay so it's it's uh it's a denzel movie um well it's it's a disney produced movie and it's all about the um i think it's in virginia and these two schools have to integrate and so it's like like the only team in like the 50s that has white and black players on it and they don't get along right away and they've got to like basically work to come together as a team um, and then they end up kind of they find a bond, but they're still dealing with the racism at the time, and they end up winning the state championship. Now, if you do the research, right, so many of the facts are just not correct. The other schools had already been integrated at the time. This was not the first, things like that. But you watch the movie and it's emotionally effective. Like you get to the end and you feel like, oh shit, look at they 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 fought through, they found something, they They've worked as a team and look, they've, they've at least this group has overcome the racism of the time and the place that they were living, right? I watched this movie and I'm like, you've thrown in all these things that may or may not have happened. Let's just say that they did. But the way that you're telling the story doesn't lead me to a place of feeling good about anything. I mean, I, at the end, I'm like disappointed. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's a war movie, romantic war movie. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you 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 fantasize about men going to work and coming back from war with the bride yeah. or or lover, mm-hmm. and they live happily ever after. I know many many times it's not like that. Yes, yeah. But also, this movie didn't. It was neither good or bad ending. It was a what the fuck ending yeah i mean and and that's why i think it's and when i say like i almost want to give this movie credit for for having the guts to just end the way it did i i I, that's not i don't say that with any kind of malice behind it i do think that's a ballsy choice to make but in the end it's like after trying i mean in love and war you can't you put in love in the title of your movie and you end with two people being like no just drifting apart (laughs) this is terrible um any any last like just comments on the movie before we get to the categories. No, I mean I think I said everything I needed to say about the the movie. Yeah, we 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 hit the uh, the obvious terrible scenes, which yeah. is I I don't really that was the best part of the do movie. You, I, do you was there? This isn't one of the categories, but I guess like is there was there a moment that you particularly liked of the movie that like was like yeah wow that was that actually was a good scene or a good moment. I don't, you you know there was a scene with, with they just got there they're walking through the town, mm-hmm. and it's all four four nurses walking and they have a, a horse pulling a, a carriage yeah. behind them, 
and then the horse almost gets behind them and then they cut the scene and then they try to make it like fluid but you you can tell that it's a green screen behind them and the horse was too close they cut it they show another guy they greeting have- them and just like I, I rewind that part and i watched it a couple of times and i'm like this is not accurate so that was my best that i, I love that scene the unintentional copy yeah. of that great yeah that's amazing. Just my personal choice. Um, all right, so so we're to the categories. The first the first section here is is entitled "I've got a good feeling about this," which is great because you can mean that literally or not. So um, let's go with the not part first. And what are what are what are some things that have ne- that have not left nineteen ninety seven? The from from when this movie came out, something from the movie. What are what's something that has not aged very well? The cringy moment. I think I think that scene just. Sums it all up. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, let me just force you into an awkward position so you can say yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Um, that's def- that is, that is, that is the winner, by the way. Um, I had two other things I wanted to mention. Um, I, and I mentioned this one before we recorded. I said, Ir- irrigate the wound as a phrase. I realized that probably hasn't left 1918, no. but, but the fact that this came out in 97, it counts still. I'm, I'm putting that in the ring. Something else, and, and this is going to come up in another category here soon, but something else that never left 1997, at least to me, was Chris O'Donnell. Chris. <laughs> like, I know I know he still did things after this. I don't watch NCIS uh, LA, the whatever. He does, whatever he one, does he's one with LL Cool J. Um, but, like, that is a show. Like, do, do you, did you, have you seen an, a single episode no. of NCIS? Okay, great. Good. I'm so glad. If, I, if you had said I watched all I've, of them. I've probably watched five minutes if it was on TV somewhere. Sure. But I'd never like, sit down and willingly. It seems like a perfectly good like hotel show where like, fuck, nothing's on. Whatever. Really? Just, you're in a hotel and you're watching people with the black light in hotels showing you how disgusting right. they are? Is, is that part of what they do on the show? I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> They're detectives. They're solving crimes. <laughs> And like that's the other thing, buying Chris O'Donnell and LL Cool J as detectives is it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, okay. What? And then on the flip side, like what made it to 2022? What's something that is from this movie that has stood the test of time? The last 25 years. Drinking gin when you're heartbroken. Heartbroken gin. Yeah. Uh, heartbroken drinking. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. That has. That has. And I feel like now there's probably other. Some some heartbroken some heartbroken pot, you know yeah. some some heartbroken Vicodin. I don't yeah. know. You have to go hard after you you hit the gene so so much that it doesn't taking, make any effect. Yeah, taking the substances. I it's so funny. I I know that Hemingway wasn't a playwright, but he he was a writer. And there is I still I think there's a romantic notion of of the drunk brilliant writer, right? Yeah. The person who like oh Eugene O'Neill or Ernest Hemingway like. They're they're brilliant, but they're fucking they're soused drunk. all the yeah. time. Yeah, and that's what makes them great. That's a part no of filter. Their, well, and that's and you know you think about um, you know actors. I I mean I don't mean to. I, I'm pretty sure this is no, but like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Sam Rockwell were did coke a lot. Like they, I, Sam Rockwell still might do it. He's got he's got that eccentricity, but those are also like two of. I would say two of the better actors. I know, and obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman isn't here anymore. But like, there is something about imbibing in a certain chemical or two. Maybe that's why we're not famous yet because we're not doing coke. We're not doing coke. That's a separate podcast, but we'll, right. we could talk about that. Um, that's but I, that's actually a great one. Um, 
I, 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 something that has made it, and I, I don't know this from personal experience, unfortunately, but the beauty of Italy, you know, I, I will say the one thing that I liked was seeing when, um, when the doc was trying to court her and like seeing the big plazas, but like empty. And yeah. like, that was like, and then obviously I think later on when they're on the canals, it's like, well, that's gorgeous. I mean, of course it's beautiful. Where else do you have a, a bell on the stairs yeah. to your mom's house? That's I, I don't, I don't either. I don't, I don't have that at all. Um, but I, I actually, the, 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 the heartbroken gin, that's good. That's a, that's a great answer for what's made at this point. I mean, it's not, it's a sad answer, <laughs> it's but, a sad it's a, answer. but it's but an it's accurate. A, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the next category is called the dot-com boom and or crash. So the idea with this category is, um, you could buy stock in an actor or like a director. You, you've seen this movie. Whose stock are you buying? Who's so, so whose stock has, has risen the most since the movie and whose stock has plummeted the most since the movie? So let's start with whose stock rose the highest. I feel like there's a pretty obvious answer here, but I'll, I'll defer to you. Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you... Now, people probably bought a lot of Sandra Bullock stock when Speed came Speed. out. But if you bought it here, you still you're buying early. You're buying before like Miss Congeniality and Practical Magic and some of her like late '90s, early 2000s stuff. You buy it before the Oscar win, and 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 she's still pretty relevant now. Um, I think that is the only answer for this question. For this question, just like I think there's really only one answer for the next question, which is whose <laughs> stock has plummeted the most. I put this in the early category, but I I think it's Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I mean I've I've never heard of the guy other than Batman. And like, and he, he, you know, Melissa and I have been trying to do some prep work for like next season of Below Freezing, and I, I we were just we were just picking years, and I was looking at like Box Office Mojo is great because you can just look at what was popular at the time, basically week to week, and we found a movie that he was in called The Bachelor, where he's like the only one of his friends that isn't married, but he's like he's young and he's like wealthy and. Oh no, he has to oh shit, that's what it is. He's in this movie where he has this um like trust that he can get, but he has to to get the trust, he has to be married before he turns like a certain age. Okay. And the whole point of the movie is like his friends are trying to hook him up and get him married so he can get this cash. And it's just like they're in the trailer, there's famously a scene of him like running down the street in like a tux with like hundreds of women in, in bridal gowns chasing, chasing him. him. And it, it looks like it's one of those, it's a movie like this where it's like, I think I might've seen a trailer once, but I don't know. And like, I know I've never seen that movie, but like it, he just, I think he just made terrible choices after this. I mean, I can't wait to talk about Batman and Robin later in the year because that movie is such a flop. And I really feel like that movie, if you think about the other people in that movie, George Clooney's career recovered, Schwarzenegger's recovered, yeah. Uma Thurman's recovered. Not Chris O'Donnell. I, I don't think it really did. Yeah, poor choices. Yeah, Maybe. poor choices. Um, so cool. I, I, I'm, I, I'm glad that we have the solidarity on those two because I don't, <laughs> I couldn't see there possibly being any other, any other. Um, way. so the next, uh, the next category is Oscar reexamination. So, um, basically looking back at this film and wondering if with given all the different categories at the Oscars is there anything that this possibly could have been nominated for so i i have one that i don't believe but i i want to throw out just because it's i think it's an interesting conversation to have and there's one that 
It wouldn't have shocked me if, if it had. So here's the one I don't believe. And I think part of what this movie was really pushing was Sandra Bullock. I think it's an interesting role. I actually think she's okay in the role. But I, they probably wanted her to be as a Best Actress nomination. Now, I will be honest. There are Of the five nominees, I haven't seen three of them. And this is really a like UK invasion year of nominees. So here, here are the, the women who were nominated for films in 1997. Helena Bonham Carter for The Wings of the Dove. Julie Christie for Afterglow. Judy Dench for Mrs. Brown. Those are all kind of British period, period PC movies. The other the two that I've seen, Kate Winslet and Titanic was nominated. Okay. And Helen Hunt, who won for As Good As It Gets. I think if this movie was, and I don't know how else to say it, good um i think i think one of those three the three brits i said first could easily have not been in it and sandra comes in um but the movie just didn't succeed very well at the box office so i don't really believe that one but the other the one i thought it could have potentially uh been nominated for was production design and art direction the the sets and the locations of where they shot because yeah. it felt of the time it felt kind of accurate you know i was going to say picture is there a picture nomination? Like best film? Best film? That's, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not very familiar with all the nominations on the Oscars. So so, so I'll, I, I'll, I'll get to best picture in a second. Um, But best production design, best art direction. So uh, Titanic won that year. And and, and I'm going to read the films, and these are all wildly different. So um, Titanic, obviously, is a period piece film. Uh, Gattaca was nominated, which is a sci-fi film. Uh, Kundin, which was a, a Scorsese film. It's uh, I want to say it's either Chinese or Japanese, but it's it's also very period PC and also of a different um, uh, different area. Uh, L.A. Confidential, great like fifties noir movie, and Men in Black was nominated for production design as well. So, I think like I think that the the Kundin Titanic were the were the period piece ones that were more kind of accurate. So I don't I don't know that it would have stood a shot. Uh, Ninety seven best picture nominees are great. I actually really like this year. Uh, Titanic wins. Also nominated, as good as it gets, The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, and L.A. Confidential are all nominated. Nominated, and again, maybe in another year or with like I don't I don't I I I don't know if there's a way to save this movie. Is I think ultimately what I'm getting at. I don't I don't know what they could have done. Well, they probably I, I don't know which one came first, but there's also another movie named In Love and War, uh, Hallmark movie. Oh, Hallmark! I almost watched the wrong movie. Oh, wow! I'm. I would have, I would not have, I would have felt pretty bad if it had to watch the wrong movie. We would have started recording and been like, oh shit, oh, shit. this is not good. Um, oh, a TV movie. Oh, was it, so was it the 2000 or 87? I, I think it's uh, 2000. Let's check this out. This is, this is the, based on a true story. A British soldier stranded in enemy territory during World War II okay. falls in love with a local Italian girl. But the, with the Germans advancing, the war that brought them together could now separate them forever. Yeah. That sounds like uh, In Love and War 2. <laughs> yes. Back yes. to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. The sequel that just never happened. That never happened. Oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any real Oscar re-examination. I don't think this movie was going to... Um, get nominated for anything um so last two questions last two things of the film does this film make anyone's mount rushmore and i think the answer is just no no 
I mean, if, and the only three people like, I mean, you think about the two stars, Chris O'Donnell, no. Um, I mean, for I actually really like Batman Forever, but he got he was in a, one. Of, he was in the Batman movies, um, NCIS, you know, which I don't watch, but it's been on for like twelve years or whatever. Yeah, that's a long. So, so he's making money with that. He's in Son of a Woman, which was the best picture nominee for back in the day. I don't think it does. Sandra Bullock, no fucking way. There's absolutely no way. Hers, it, it hers is speed, Miss Congeniality, The Blind Side, and then pick something else. But like those three, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. There's just there's just no way. Um. So then the last question, in another 25 years, when the world descends into chaos and madness, will anybody remember this film? Will it be worthy of another re-examination? I don't think so. I don't either. We're 25 years in, and I want to forget this movie already. I I completely agree with you. I, I don't think that this film deserved the, the re-examination <laughs> it got. Um, and I, I've, I've, you know, in at this time in the year, we're still, it's still January. And, um, I, I heard this phrase a couple of years ago when it comes to film and I love it. And they call it, they call it dumpuary, dump January and February. And it's traditionally where a lot of production companies will release the movies that they're like, we're not quite sure. It's like, it's the weird reason why you see certain horror films come out in February and you're like, what the fuck is this? So the productions are not sure if, if they should release it or not. And they're exactly might it's, as well. Yeah. Dump and, it. and you know, and that's why movies like, you know, the relic and Beverly Hills Ninja and something like this. <laughs> and, and to be quite honest, like the next two weeks of movies are going to be like, Oh man, they, this is why you released him here. You just don't have any faith in these movies. I mean, I still think uh, Beverly Hills Ninja was a good movie. I, I know. I think I know. That's but I if you watch it again, I feel like you'll be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to watch it just to, yeah. Go just yeah, just to go back to 1997 and remember yeah. watching these movies. Right. It's you know it's it's kind of why I'm doing this. Um, so that's it. That's well, those are all the things we we've talked about in Love and War. We've talked about the cringiness. We've talked about. How we how great Sandra Bullock is and yeah we talked about the love we talked about the war yep we talked about the sequel we talked about the irrigation of the wound yes we, we really hit some good stuff here yeah we really did yeah um so Jorge thank you so much for walking across the street <laughs> and 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 talking about this honestly this this shit storm of a movie you, you know the the movie is what brought us together today. <laughs> So thank you so Today. much for having me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was two minutes late. There was a lot of traffic across the I street. Know. It's really tough at the end of this cul-de-sac yeah. to, to get across the street. Um, uh, and, and so now it's my turn. And I, I, uh, by this point we, we will have, we'll have our Twitter, we'll have our Facebook. Um, we've got the email. Everything is rewind 2552. Um, you can find us and interact with us on all of the things. Um, we'll be launching through, um, through anchor. So you can find it. You can find us wherever you need to find us on podcasts. Um, here is the IMDB description for next week's film a tabloid television show reporter who's trying to boost ratings on his show goes to the governor's mansion to uncover a sex scandal. That is the description of next week's film. I am Adam and I will see you then. <laughs>